Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to the Nashville Restaurant Radio Roundup presented by Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. My name is Brandon Still, and I am joined as always with the editor of Eater Nashville, her name is Delia Joe Ramsey. What's up, Delia? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Today is a very special show because we have another guest host. Last week we had Caroline Galzen, uh, and this week we have Craig Schoen of Peninsula Restaurant. Welcome, Craig. Hello, 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 both of you. Nice to see you. It is nice to see you too. Um. So we are super excited to have you here, Craig. Um, we've been, you know, as Nashville's kind of in this space where there's not a ton of new openings and happy hours and bars, uh, we're bringing in some different people to bring in some different opinions. So we're super excited that you're here. But I'd like to introduce our audience as to who you are. So if you don't know who Craig Schoen is, uh, Craig, will you give us like a 90-second elevator speech, like just the answer to all of the random questions that, I would ask you if I was trying to get to know you. Uh, yes. Um, grew up in New York. Started in kitchens as a dishwasher at 14. Um, worked my way through the kitchens and then to the front of the house. Eventually moved to Seattle with my wife, Yuriko, who's also a business partner. We met our chef, Jake Howell, in Seattle. Brought him to Nashville three years ago, and we've been open Three years in September, which is actually going to be two and a half years since we've been closed for six months. But yes, uh, we will be celebrating our three-year anniversary, hopefully opening on our three-year anniversary. That, that, that's the, the goal anyway, you know. We opened in October of 2017, I believe. So yeah, so that's my story. I've been in the restaurant business for 35 years, which is ridiculous. I look so good because I don't have children, by the way. <laughs> That's my secret too. My yeah. wife is much younger and I don't have children. So Dilly and I look freaking fantastic. <laughs> are you say something here? Because I think I look pretty damn good. I don't know how old you are. Me? I'm here. You're 64? <laughs> because if that's the case, then you got me beat. <laughs> I am 41. Okay. See that? You're more gray. I'm 49. I don't, I don't have much gray. And I still have hair as well, which is amazing. Yeah. So. And for the restaurant business, that's pretty impressive. That's it great. is. You know, drugs and alcohol and easy living. I don't know. Drugs are bad. Uh, drugs are bad. So people that are listening to this, you will have to go to the YouTube page and watch this. So you can see what we're talking about. You can see my cat. Yeah. You can see my old windows and blah, blah, blah. We just recently found out which is a whole different story. I got a random letter in the mailbox from a 95 year old woman who was born in this house and told oh. us the story of how this house was built in 1899. That's cool. Yeah, but she didn't leave her return address, so I can't get back to her, which is really frustrating. Oh no, you have her full name? Joyce. <laughs> so when the, when the National Archives open again, I'll go Great. back and try to do some research and find her because I really oh. want to write her a letter, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it's so good to see you, Craig. I haven't seen you or Yuriko or Jake in 
months how many months has it been now we have um, literally been closed since march 14th and we have no one's been in our restaurant at all except for the i mean i picked up some broth and gin and tonic one day right, and that's right. The of my interaction so i've missed seeing you guys um yeah. brandon i don't know if you know but i'm a big fan of peninsula and have a favorite corner spot at the bar where i like to perch and bring my laptop and work and nobody bothers me and i have great conversation with these folks and so um every experience i've had which has been multiple of them has been excellent. Um, they have seen me bring in like four different <laughs> dates. It's true. And they act totally cool. And I have a new date to bring you next time. So thanks for never uh, being judgmental or excellent about it. <laughs> I've, you know, I, so far I've liked your dates. I mean, whether they worked out or not is not my business, but so far, so far I've liked them pretty well. So, uh, um, but, and you know, you know me, I'll give you my opinion about your dates anytime you need to. So I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I love Actually, if they find out my favorite place and I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. That's a, and it's a good test because if you bring a date to my restaurant and they won't eat anything, you know, it's probably the wrong person for you. Exactly. It's a good weed out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't really cook hot chicken. I don't cook anything, but I don't sell hot chicken. So. No chicken tenders. Yeah. Right. Although I love them. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I am completely missing out because I have yet to dine at your establishment, Craig. And I'm, I'm, so like I had Brian Lee Weaver on the ep on the show and I asked him who his favorite chef was in town and what his favorite restaurant was and he um said Peninsula in Peninsula like I I love that place he's doing such unique things that are just different and uh it's the best place in Nashville and I went I gotta go there but they're closed and they're not <laughs> they haven't reopened yeah. so you're probably the top of the list for me of uh of places i need to go and because especially now you know like give and take you know here i am spouting off at the mouth you know so so yes no I, I, the other thing that i heard about you and i've spoke to you a couple times <laughs> since then is um that you that your filter is broken <laughs> you are that you have an opinion and that <laughs> you state it and i thought Damn, that's the perfect guy to come on the roundup and just kind yeah. of in conversation with us. So again, super excited you're here. Thank you. The greatest thing about getting older is my filter has never been there. My language is much better now. And and because and because everybody's so polite in Nashville, it's pretty easy. I love this town, by the way. And I really, really miss Delia coming in. And all my the people that come in my restaurant, they we all know each other now. And it's like, I can say whatever I want because I'm not angry anymore. I just have lots of opinions. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, 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 you know, people can take it or leave it for what I have to say, but I love Brian Weaver too. He's one of the sweetest dudes in town and works his butt off. He, uh, he's truly a great chef. He's truly a great person. And that is not rare here. It's great. The community here is great. I mean, from, from, Big restaurant owners to tiny ones. I've had very, very few interactions with anyone who I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Which in Seattle was every five days I wanted to punch someone, so. It's interesting because I had Josh Hobbiger on the show a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. And we discussed kind of how he came about creating the, the Patterson House. I'm sorry, not the Patterson House, but the catbird seat. He was at the Patterson House when he had yeah. the idea for the catbird seat. And when that came to fruition, they, re they opened 
the restaurant. He's from Chicago and he was in there. He was in Chicago working in New York all over the place, but he was in Nashville, opened the place. And he goes, I was so afraid when industry people were going to come in because what we were doing was this food at a bar and it was expensive and it was really unique and delicate and all this food that was just completely different than what was just typically happening. And I was afraid people were going to come in and kind of hate, kind of be like, oh, who does this guy think he is? He goes, but everybody that came in from the community was like open arms, blown away. Dude, I love what you're doing. And he goes, and I immediately fell in love with this city. Like the people in this, this industry, how everybody bands together. And I thought, yes, that's, that's it. That's, that's what we do. That's it right there. And that's coming from a guy who is extremely quiet and very reserved. Like Josh is, a, I love him, but he is not the big loud restaurant guy like me. He is like, does his work, does his job. Um, and you know, there aren't places like Catbird Seat anywhere. That is super unique, period. I can probably name two restaurants like that in the country, that, that, like that small, that focused, that experimental. That's something that I really, really hope does not disappear here. And I don't think it will, but, but, but that, it's super unique. And I had three ridiculous experiences there last year with Will and Liz, and I'm gonna miss them terribly, but. but They're opening something soon off not on the record. On the yeah, record. I, no, I know. She's been texting me back and forth. for. She's like, I can't really talk about it, but... Something's happening. Yeah, well, you know... We'll be around. Jake and, and Will and Liz and Josh and Brian, they all get it. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in this town that get it. And I'm just thankful that when we came here, because really no one was doing what we're doing, and still isn't, but which is great. That, that's awesome. But... but one of the greatest things about Nashville is the the customers, if they may not know any ingredients on my menu, but they're so open. Like, it, you know, it, it's so refreshing to be running a restaurant where I have a pretty eclectic, eccentric menu and I don't have to, people aren't like making faces. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty awesome. Like, I, I mean, I worked in New York for decades and people were difficult in New York about certain things. And here it's just like, ooh, Sweetbreads, what's that? Ooh, snails, you know, like, you know. Our biggest selling dish is rabbit. Think about that. Yeah. What, what restaurant almost anywhere in this country is biggest selling dish is rabbit? Doesn't happen. So I'm pretty psyched to be here. Awesome. Well, we're pretty psyched to have you here. And uh, I cannot wait to go try that rabbit in the sweetbreads. And, uh, and I can't wait for tomato season to come back and you'll be open. Oh, man. We're gonna probably catch the. We'll probably. Hopefully, we'll catch the last couple months of it, right? Like, well, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Well, we because last year they lasted pretty long. We had it until mid-November or something. Was it okay? Well, I have my fingers crossed for it then. Yeah, I've had so many people asking me about that. So, yeah. Oh well. All right, well, Jake. Bring. I'm gonna bring the conversation back in a little bit. And uh, one of the things we do at the beginning of the roundup is we kind of talk about our last week, how everything went. Um, Delia, we're going to start with you. How was your week? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not in my apartment. There's no cat in the background of mine. Um, I'm at the beach. Dredgy. I came to Orange Beach with my family, and it's, it's officially the kickoff of birthday month, which if you know Aaliyah, which I know you're married to one, you know that it's birthday month. And mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so we had a nice little birthday uh, dinner last night, and I've been just kind of working during the day but also like getting some beach time and enjoying being 
away, eating a lot of seafood and trying to basically keep my head in the sand about what's been happening in Nashville since I left town. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because we're going to talk about that here in just a second. There's a lot. There's, I saw like a bachelorette's coughing on people in a restaurant. There's party. Oh there's, boy. Yeah. I, don't know, like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, What day is your birthday? It's on the 11th. I, I saw you're la launching dumplings on my birthday. I am launching dumplings on your birthday. You know, you're going to, you're, you're hearing it for your first that you can actually go order them now, today. So, hey. but yeah, yeah. I thought uh, yes. for birthday you were doing that. It is kind of, I know how much she loves dumplings. Actually, I should say Yuriko. Yuriko knows how much she loves dumplings. <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead. So what talk about that. What do you, what do you, what do you got going on? Well, so when we moved here, that was the thing we missed the most was like dim sum. So there really isn't places to get dim sum here at all. Like we've tried, we even got, drove to Birmingham for a while to eat them in Birmingham and that place closed. Um, so during quarantine, Yuriko just started making bao buns, soupy buns, uh, wontons, crystal dumplings and giving them to friends and chefs and everybody started freaking out. And I was like, Dude, honey, these are ridiculous. Like these are insane. So we've been doing a um, subscription and pickup service for our Jake, our chef's broth and Ornette bread and my tonic all summer, which has been great. But we thought, well, let's throw these in there in the mix and see if people are into it. And within four days, we had sold 800 dumplings. <laughs> so we're, we're about five days in now. We didn't, we didn't even publicly announce it. I haven't even, I mean, I mentioned it to Delia, but I didn't really tell her to say anything about her or anything or ask her, not tell her, I don't tell you to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it really just came from her, us not having the food and, and it, it's, it's going to be fun. And it's really just her doing a pop-up at Peninsula because, you know, the three of us are bored, you know, like we, we need to do something else to keep her busy. And, you know, so that's kind of where we're at. We didn't really want to envision, we didn't envision ourselves pivoting to take out because we're not that type of place. Like we didn't want to reinvent our model. Some people, it made perfect sense. Like Caroline, you said you had Caroline on. Like, it made sense. Like, she does pizza. And like, that's great. Like, but for us, it didn't make any sense to, to re-envision what we have done in my life and what I spent the last 10 years, literally 10 years, developing this concept before I opened it. So, um, yeah. So, it's the, you can get the uh, PeninsulaNashville.com. has a store for the dumplings and broth and blah, blah, blah. And, Go ahead and order if you would well, like some delicious dumplings. Maybe I'll make a birthday dumpling order. Yes. For my I, I have a feeling that we have some dumplings for you for your birthday, no matter what. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to Catbird Seat for, to celebrate on Wednesday. Nice. Brian's been back, so I'm excited to do that on Wednesday. So let me ask you this. How are they doing that since that's all counter seasoning? They got a special permit. Okay. And supposedly the parties are distanced um so it's a smaller um seating but yeah yeah cool yeah i'm i'm curious for sure so that's my week birthdays and beaches and trying to hide from drama in nashville but how's mm -hmm. your week going how's your how's your life going craig oh you're we're skipping over brandon's week is that what we're doing oh. we're, uh i went to take care with yurko to take care of her mother-in-law or to, to my mother-in-law who just had a knee surgery so we went to charlottesville virginia and i went to shenandoah national park for a couple of days and had the most hilariously 
scary thunderstorm rain out camp night that I've had in probably 15 years. Um, yeah, so we just made her mom a bunch of food so she didn't have to hobble around and cook for her and her husband. And um, I, again, I was surprised at how few people were wearing, wearing masks in Charlottesville. So, <laughs> that, but I, I couldn't really go anywhere anyway because I was at a house with a 90-year-old and a 70-something-year-old. So yeah, so we just got out of town for a few days. It was nice to get out of town. Other than that, nothing. All I did was read about stupid parties in Nashville and stuff like that. Thanks. It's so funny because my vacation was very similar. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> well, you got on an airplane. I did. I did. I got on an airplane and, um, thank goodness I had listened to the roundup the week before and I got all of Delia's travel advice because oh. my wife is like, we can't take that. And I'm like, Oh no, you can right now. Oh no, you can take one bottle. You can do this. You can. She's like, how do you know this? I'm like, you didn't listen to the show, honey. <laughs> I didn't listen to the show. Thank God Delia came on and gave us all the travel heads up. So that was big. Uh, it was, you know, it wasn't bad at all. And you know, in California, we go across the country. We landed at LAX and it felt like I was in a different country. Really? Uh, I don't mean that like it. Like it just, I've gone to, I've gone to Los Angeles a hundred times uh, from there. You know, I've flown in there a hundred times, but just landing there and walking into an airport that's not busy with every single person wearing a mask just felt we it just felt it felt weird you know it just felt like where are we like what's going on in an unfamiliar place hadn't been to lax in a while but um yeah it was good seeing family it was good doing uh when we went to the beach one day and that i haven't been to the pacific coast in a long time that water is cold it's freezing for like 60 degrees cold Dude, when I was living in Seattle, people would go swimming in the water. I'm like, you're freaking crazy, man. First of all, it's only 70 degrees outside. And then the water is just like mind-blowingly cold. Yeah. Well, what's the water temperature there, Dee? Like 89? Uh, I got in for only a second because there's a bunch of green stuff floating in it, which <laughs> I then found underneath things later. Um, so from briefly what I remember, it was like maybe 80, 80-something. 80 um, Comfortable. Yeah. Roll with a bunch of green things floating in it. Nice. Walking along the shoreline to get to like the Huntington Beach Pier with just your feet and like the water as it rolls along your feet was like, God, the water's cold. I mean, I like that. Well, you also become really wimpy when you come to a place like Tennessee. Like when I lived in Seattle, I got warm when it was 75, yeah. you know, like uncomfortably warm. So then like, you move here and you're like, what in the hell is going on? But you adjust to it. It's amazing. Like I'm, I actually have enjoyed most of the weather this summer not all of it but it hasn't been summer. terrible well I, the, the crazy thing about restaurants there is it's a league you can't they're closed as far as eating inside the restaurant mm -hmm. but you can eat outside the restaurant and since it never rains there during the summer months these restaurants so you drive like in newport beach or in these places and the restaurants that actually have parking lots just put up gigantic tents these huge white tents and they put like 50 tables and did a full restaurant underneath the tent just outside of their restaurant. So while you can't eat inside the restaurant. <laughs> right, you can eat in a tent, right. You, all the patios, you could eat outside. So people are like, okay, we can't eat outside. You can't eat inside. Well, we'll just put 30 tables outside. And the, the restaurants were packed. It was like the whole uh -huh. tents, people outside. And, you know, they eclipsed 500,000 coronavirus cases while we were there. And I'm like, honey, are we making the right? We went to Florida. <laughs> like in yeah. The pandemic setting. Then we go to, yeah. I'm like, what's next? Texas? What are we? Facing Corona. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Where's the next hot spot? Let's go find it. Uh, but we, <laughs> everybody was wearing a mask. Everybody was social distance. We stayed really in a car with the kids. We drove to Big Bear, but uh, we didn't do much. But it was really fun to get out of town. And I, you know, I think you, as long as, I think as long as you're incredibly safe and you're not like, walking around without a mask coughing and we, we stayed away from everybody i think that's just kind of the general thing that you you know it's amazing masks freaking work who would have thought i felt fine on the airplane everybody was wearing a mask the entire time i just felt like okay i mean it's not the greatest thing i'd rather not wear a mask but my kids did my kids did not complain one bit five and six-year-old boys the entire airplane they just sat in one spot with the mask on and played on their ipad your 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 kids are better than trump supporters <laughs> that that is the state of america right now your five-year-old is more mature than a trump supporter yeah sorry sorry to lump you all together but y'all are a bunch of idiots and you're the reason that we're at where we're at right now so i don't care who doesn't come in my restaurant because i said that um if you don't wear if you think that masks are against your freedom you're a moron you're a moron uh, i'll repeat that as many times as you need me to repeat that just so you know <laughs> Delia and I have repeated it so many times, it's nice to hear somebody else say yeah, it. We can't yeah. talk about it before, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Funeral for our mask conversation. <laughs> yeah, good, because uh, that's all we need to say. First of all, th think of just that statement, mask conversation. There shouldn't be a conversation, right? Like, <laughs> we, It's funny, I almost feel like we should do like Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know, where we have like the word of the day. And every time you hear like the word of the day, it's like, ah! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Our word of the day. Every time we say it, we have to freak out. Um, well, so yeah, we had a couple big shows last week. Uh, Jeremy Lister and Brad Schmidt. And uh, I got to talk, um, I get to be very vulnerable and talk about my recovery. And that was, um, it was good to do, but it was kind of scary. And I'm glad that I did. And hopefully um, we got past it. We're, we're going uh, to have some more interviews coming up. We don't talk about my recovery. It's going to be great. Next week, we have Nashville food fan Kate Davis will be on the show on Monday. And Jesse Lee, the owner of Robert's Western World, is going to be on the show on Wednesday. And I am super excited for both of those interviews. I think uh, Kate Davis, like her first interview she's ever done. So we're... I was like, is this her first like outing of her like name? It's, it's going to be a puppet. It's not even going to be her. It's just going to be a puppet head. Like, yes. <laughs> on the Zoom. <laughs> yeah i hope not it'll be interesting she's uh i've talked to her a few times i'm excited about getting to know her a little bit and i think letting all of her followers know uh who she is and um it's gonna be good and we'll, we'll, she hey she may even come up today in conversation so um so let's do that you while i was in california i was sitting in the line at starbucks because i didn't have my coffee maker and i had to go to starbucks every day and uh sitting in the line i get a text message that says hey did you hear about this party in nashville this is on sunday morning and i'm like no like what what's up and um and it started me going down the rabbit hole of looking on social media to find everything i can about this nash trash house or what's the nash nash fashion yeah. house or something and um and it took me a down a spiral that was a negative spiral I started looking at all of these people just going crazy online, calling people out, fighting. If you start reading comments, people just going, how dare you? And all these different people's opinions and so much anger. And I kind of thought, man, I did a podcast today called Nashville Strong. 
And it's just a 15 minutes of me talking. And I remembered back on my first podcast in the in beginning of March, you closed on March 14th. Uh, March 13th was my first podcast. And in March 10th, 11th, we were all just dripping in Nashville strong. You know, we had just come out of this tornado. Everybody's just arms around each other. What can we do? Hands on Nashville, right? And now we're like in the middle of Nashville wrong. I mean, this isn't, I don't know what's happened to our city, but we're in no maskville as you know, TMZ. And now the, the white house had a response to this party today. I saw, which was like a form letter, but the white house responded to the party and I'm like, damn it. Like, why do we keep, what, what is this press for? Cause we just talked about earlier, Craig, you say Nashville's freaking awesome, man. People around here are great. Like what has happened to our town and how do we get back it's not our town dude well that's the thing that's the thing we need to put we need to put this in perspective because to me you're totally right the response to the tornado which we were closed then too so really we've been closed since the beginning of march we, we were open maybe two days three days the response was overwhelmingly beautiful like it was just amazing like i i lost two close friends i lost several of my friends bars they lost their bars but the response was so fast and it was so genuine. I don't think you can compare what we're all as a nation going through to and equate it to being rational. I think people are being irrational because they don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going on and we're rational people. So if you're a slightly more less or less rational person, your reaction is gonna be baseless and you're going to read stuff that you believe that you know, that that you don't know isn't true but isn't true um because you're in your house on your computer for 18 hours a day i i i want to say i i'm much more positive about nashville coming through this on the other end and getting back to what we all love about it than i am the nation as a whole does that make sense um i just think there are too many good people here i, I and I, I i and aside from that because that's a general statement there's a, there's a politeness to this city that I've never experienced anywhere else. And I truly don't believe when people are in person again, and they're not going to behave like that. Like the people who are acting like idiots and going to these bars, they don't live here. Most of them don't live here. Nope. The people downtown, so, no mask partying are not people that live in Franklin or Brentwood or East Nashville or Hendersonville. They're not coming downtown to do that. No, I agree. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm not as pessimistic about Nashville. I'm disappointed because I didn't think we'd fall into the same trap that the rest of the country has. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as pessimistic about us going back to where we were. And I will say I'm not pessimistic about it, but I want to identify, I think you answered, I think I want to identify where we went. Because I feel like something we were all here together and now I feel like it's just about who's right and who's wrong and who can point the finger the most. And um, I, just, I think it's a, it's a conversation. Well, I think it's the word together. We can't be together. So it enables you to be a jerk online because it's much easier to be a jerk online than it is to someone's face. You know, half the, the, the bullies online, they wouldn't say that to my face. Maybe. Never, never. Um, and, and so I think that's part of the problem is just, we're all stir crazy. My God, give it, you know, give, give us a break. Not, and I know you're not doing this, but like, 
I, I'm crazy right now. So I can't imagine what, if I were more vulnerable and susceptible to depression and blah, 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 I can't imagine. This would be awful. Right. I mean, I, I have, go ahead. I have a house and a wife and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I want to know, like, based on talking about the mental health and my choice this week and what you think about this was I didn't cover the party. I didn't cover the Mockingbird story. And that was, for me, I think a form of self-protection. I was like, I don't want to even, like, delve any more into that because I can't handle like any more negativity right now. So I just focus on look what's about to open. And that's what I focused on on Eater this week was because I didn't want to talk about it anymore. Every publication in the country has already talked about this fashion party. You know, they're all, you know, all the news stations are talking about the coughing bachelorette and I made the choice, I think for my personal sanity to not cover it. Cause I was like, this isn't what I want people to see when they come to Eater Nashville and everything's just bad, horrible, weird and tourists and, party barges and bachelorettes and I just kind of gave it a break this week and I don't know if that was the wrong call as a journalist but I, I just decided well, what more what more could you add to that story exactly like, you're not it's not like you're you're not one to give five paragraphs of opinionated you know so I agree with you I, what's the point we all know about it what's the right. point right well, you know it's the old adage if it bleeds it leads right and I didn't it's the it's what do people you know unfortunately people the, there's there's rag magazines right people want to listen to about other people there's a there's a neurotransmitter people get dopamine hits when they are able to when you feel bad about yourself when you can point the finger at somebody else it makes you right. feel better and i mean right. the reason why people magazine is like the number one magazine in the world or why people buy the national Enquirer is because they want to talk about somebody else and i personally wanted to bring it up today because right. I've been out of town. I haven't got to talk about it really, but I think that uh, I've got three different people here that have different opinions and we've been able to process some information and I just kind of, you know, level-headed people communicating in front of each other. This isn't me on a Facebook page yelling at somebody. This is three people communicating that can see each other talking face to face Kind of just, what are your thoughts? And I just have, I've got this general feeling that Nashville is just kind of, I think you nailed it, Craig, that there's a lot of um, uneasiness, not just in the people, the vulnerable people, that in everybody, everything is different. Mm -hmm. And I said it on the show the other day, um, everybody, not every, I don't use absolutes, but a lot of people like to point fingers and like to point out the victims and say that you need to change. What can you do? What can you do? And I said, what I would like to do is ask everybody to look in the mirror. Instead of saying, why did they do that? How come they do that? They're, they're ruining Nashville. It's them. How come they are downtown? What are they doing? And going online and saying that, everybody stop, look in the mirror and say, what can I do? What can I do to make this a better community? And if we all did that, I think that we, um, I think that's why you drive change. Stop. Well, I, vo I voted today. That's one thing I did. And, and I, unfortunately, like, look, whatever you want to say about our mayor, which has had his ups and downs during this whole thing. Um, I think the problem is, is that that fashion party, house party, whatever the idiots, um, for every one of those, there's 10,000 stories of people doing the right thing that you don't hear about. And that's kind of the problem is, is that yeah, these 500 idiots who actually weren't very fashionable, by the way. Do you see the way they were dressed? They were dressed like idiots. So I don't know why it's called Fashion House. But for that one stupid party, there's like 
a hundred business owners doing the right thing or more. So yeah, I mean the headlines, I think it's kind of fair to point out the idiots like that guy, cause he'll be prosecuted and maybe he won't do it again. But I mean, I think that Delia was right not putting it in either. Who cares? We've already heard about it a hundred times. Like that's not a restaurant. It's not a bar. Yes, there no. was an affiliated liquor brand. Right. I don't know the facts. I wasn't going to, the time when it was breaking news would have been Monday and I didn't know the facts. So I'm not going to post a story if I don't know what the hell's going on. And what's the difference between this guy throwing a party and a bar on Broadway skirting around the mayor's rules and letting 500 people in his bar? So, you know, like, yeah, he's an idiot, but so are the idiots that open their bars on Broadway. So. And the transportainment people that have, they're still running or they were running their party barges around town loaded full of people with no alcohol yeah that's coffee in those cups and, and let's be honest the reason not some of them but some people have to open their business otherwise they will lose their livelihoods because our government i don't care what political side of the spectrum you're on has failed us our government has failed us we have, they have left it on our own and our state in particular has left it on our own to make decisions that we as business owners should never have had to make I still feel that way. I don't feel it's fair for me to have to decide what's safe and what's not safe. I'm not a freaking doctor. I'm a restaurant owner. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody knows what to do. I think it's right. So, if you're, you know, a small business owner and you, you're like, well, if I don't open my business, I'm going broke. I understand. That's not the case with the bars on Broadway. I'm talking about smaller business, you know what I mean? But look, I get it. I get like, I'm luckily not going to go broke if I don't open my bar. In fact, it would probably be the opposite because I'd probably make no money. So, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a terrible situation. And this leads all the way back to what we started with. I just think people are so overwhelmed and confused by the situation. And all of us assume that it would be way better than it is at, by August. You know, when, when I had my initial meeting with my entire staff on March 13th or whatever it was, we were like three, four weeks, maybe a month, blah, 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 we'll get this thing sorted, go on unemployment right away. I did not think I would be sitting here six, five months later. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it, I get it. That's all I'm saying is I get the stress. I get the lashing out online. I don't like it, but I get it. Okay, well, I... I I value that perspective completely. I think that's, um, that's legit. All right. So can we move on officially from that particular conversation? Anybody else? I hope the city can move on too. Yeah. I hope we can in the city can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, everybody follow the lead. We're going to move on. To, we're, we're not going to talk about that anymore. It's like the mask. We're going to have a funeral for the Nash fashion party. We're going to mourn it. It's gone. <laughs> bye we'll, we'll we'll now talk about positive things like brand new restaurants opening and fun things going on right we have, some, we have some good news today um radish is a new healthy place at sylvan supply which i have not been to sylvan supply yet we were um, supposed to be their neighbors by the way oh over there yeah i was gonna go open a bar next to them not anymore not unless they come they, they want to give me free rent for a year sure right. <laughs> noted um yeah. so radish opened yesterday with fast casual salads and um someone just told me about blue crab shack out in madison 
it's a black owned business and someone said the blue crab seafood pizza is really good. I think they also have boiled seafood and that kind of stuff, which I have not ventured to try anything like that in Nashville because I've been nervous about it. So if anybody can confirm. I have never tried the like juicy seafood places, but the, the Szechuan hot pot place in Nolensville has really good bagged crab and stuff. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, another one. So I, I'm loving people telling me now about the things outside of my Nashville bubble that I don't know because I, again, can't keep track of everything. Someone told me about Burger and Company in Old Hickory, and so they have a really solid pickle burger. Um, also this week, El Fuego moved just down the street on Gallatin. So they added like a garden outside eating space. So that'll be good for people. It's down. huge. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to do that. And then Taylor reopened. Um, Vivek reopens tonight, uh, Thursday, and um, is taking reservations again. So he closed, I think, right when you did, Craig. In yeah. March. He was one of the early ones also to close. So mm -hmm. excited to see them back taking reservations. Um, anything else y'all have heard about that I'm missing, opening-wise? Hmm. I just um, bees. Is it, are they opening soon, Willie, Willie Bees? I think they're opening soon. They've got a uh, sip. They had a sip and uh, taste last night, mm -hmm. and um, I may or may not have gone to that. So we will. Okay. Yeah, we have no idea if you went or not. So. Yes. We don't know because it's not Thursday. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Um, next week as to whether or not I went or didn't go and tell you all about Willie B's when it's going to open and everything. When is that? When is it? Willie B's? Creole Seafood Social House is what it says online. And what about the Bon Me place? Eastside Bon Me opens August 13th. So I'm excited about that. And Yolan is the Italian place um, coming to the Joseph. And they're opening August 25th. So a couple of opening dates to look forward to later. Where's the Joseph? Downtown. It's right downtown. Near Korean veterans downtown. Yeah, right. Yeah. There. Okay. Veterans. Um, the bridge near that. Um, gotcha. Cheese Gal. This is on brand. Cheese Gal is opening in the Fairlane Hotel. <laughs> and she makes these beautiful cheese boards, which I have never had one. So now I'm trying to think. That's going to happen on my birthday weekend, maybe. Um, she makes cheese these little cheese plates, and she's going to have them in this hotel for dine-in and take-out. And um, Smoking Thighs is opening a second location. I guess it's smoking, not smoking. Smoking Thighs, which I feel strange saying, is opening a second location on Charlotte next year. So um, I think that's what I have. I also have some pop-ups to talk about. Um, you, you also mentioned Hearts Open, too, right? Yeah, Hearts opened last yeah. week, and last I haven't week. been yet. Have you been? Uh, I haven't yet, but I love those people so much. Yeah. So I'm, psyched for them. I'm excited to try them next week when I'm back in town. Um, Arnold's is doing a pop-up on Sunday with Alibrije. So they're doing some street tacos and a, it's, I don't know how to say it, Tlayuda, Tlayuda, the Mexican pizzas. They're doing one of those with oxtail. Um, you guys are doing the dumplings on Tuesdays now, so it's, it's sort of a pop-up, right? Yeah, I mean, we're treating it as such, yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to try Deep Sea Vegan. They're popping up on weekends at Hunter Station, and they have vegan, like, fried fish sandwiches, which are made of banana blossoms, and I'm not even sure what banana blossoms are, but I want to see if they taste like fried fish. I have never understood, and growing up in New York and going to, like, Chinese restaurants that were vegan, and they had, everything was seitan at the time. It was, like, wheat gluten, which now yeah. no one will eat. Why do you call it vegan ham or vegan right. fish? I've I never understood that. 
I was just saying that last night. Why not let it just be a fried banana blossom sandwich? I don't understand. Like, no one who actually eats fish is going to think it tastes like fish. So. And if you're vegan and you want something to taste that much like fish, then just eat fish. Yeah. Here's a beef burger that tastes like a vegan burger. <laughs> I struggle with it. I struggle yeah. with it myself. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, it's like vegan milk. Like, if, you, if you're so adamant against milk, then why, like... Joe Rogan does a good bit where he says, make a new sound with your face that is not that. Right. Well, I, I got a kick out of all these places, vegan ice cream. I'm like, that's freaking sorbet. We already have vegan ice cream. There's no, like, like, you did not create anything. This is not new. It's sorbet. It's like, whatever. Anyway. Fair. I love you vegans, but no. I will say, I'm going to commend some vegan queso. This is big. Um, so beehive. I, someone told me about the crunch wrap, which I have no idea what's in that meat. And, and it tastes like taco meat and I have no idea what it is. And I don't want to know, but the crunch wrap, the vegan crunch wrap and the tots with queso were very good. The cheese was good? I, yes. And I said, I was like, I, I have no idea what it is. I was like, what's the secret? And they like said something about citrus helps to make it taste more like cheese. And I mean, you know, it's not queso, but I mean, I would say it was solid and I ate it. So that was good. Um, what else? What else? Okay, there are some chefs, some chef shuffles happening. Um, if you wanted to talk about those, hey, look, you don't don't look at me. I'm not saying who's talking about chefs. What? Well, I mean, I think we've got uh, Daniel left um, Henley, right? Mm -hmm. And then Nathan left the Marsh House. So they're both looking, I guess. What's that? They're both looking actively in Nashville. And I would imagine they're kind of competing for the same type of chef, right? Like yeah. higher end, big, big places. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to see where Daniel Gorman and, and, and Nathan end up because I don't want to lose them. They're good, yeah. good chefs in this town, so. I think it's also interesting to see who takes over the spaces that are closed. Like in particular, like a space like Green Pheasant, which is a beautiful space and like, you know, that's not a cheap. Who can afford it? Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's. I mean, except for the fact that it's already built out. Um, but yeah, like, it'll be really interesting to see who slides in. I think smart business people will have plenty of choices in the next six months. Absolutely. Um, and that's why Sylvan Supply is, is going to be hurting. I mean, I'm not saying anything, you know, that is shocking, but all of these new development projects that are complete build outs oh boy i would not want to be a developer right now no um and so i mean th speaking to to go back to chefs departing restaurants you know another big news story is that they're trying to figure out a new stimulus plan for our country and right now there's millions of workers who they've stopped paying uh the extra 600 dollars a week for and I haven't heard how that's going. I don't know. It'll be 400. Well, they're going to go down to 400. Look, the, the, the states that are suffering the worst right now, besides California, are Republican states. The Republican, it's an election year. They can't go home to their constituency and say, sorry, we still have 10 million people unemployed, but you're not getting any money. The most money you can make in Tennessee is $250 a week. No one can live on $250. No and, 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 and this argument about, 
people won't go back to work is a crock because if you're offered your job and you refuse, you refuse to go back, you can't collect unemployment. So no one can actually milk the system like the Republicans have been saying. You can't do that. If, if I offer my staff, if say we're reopening again, which I can't do right now, but if I could right now, and they refuse to come back to work, I could deny their unemployment. I wouldn't, but they, I could. But you say you wouldn't. I mean, so I mean, don't you, isn't there an obligation to, 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 do you have, I don't, I don't know. I don't have employees right now. So I don't know how that whole thing works. Like, I think that's a big fear. Like if somebody, if they call you back to work and you need mm-hmm. to go, if you're a restaurant, you're open and you call people back to work and they say, I don't feel safe. I don't want to come back to work. Do I then have to send in something that says, cause I think that with no PP loan is that you had to have 75% of it or was 75% had to go towards paychecks. Mm-hmm. And when you tried to get people to come back to work and they said, I don't feel safe. Like, well, I have to hire people back if this is going to be forgiven. And then they said, well, if you offered people to come back to work and they don't come back to work, as long as you offer and you put it in writing that they, that you offered them the job, then that will count as you hiring. Then you can just hire somebody new. Right. That's where the, the PPP kind of threw a wrench in the whole thing. Well, the PPP and, you know, knock on wood, luckily I, we, I should say my, wife and Jake, we knew that the, the stipulations were going to change. The, like the original, we knew the eight weeks, or we, we, we thought it was. So we were like, there's no way this is going to expire in eight weeks. Most of the country isn't going to be open in eight weeks. So we didn't touch it. We put it away. We didn't touch it. So, and we also knew that it was going to be lowered from 75% to, it went to 60, but, but we knew it was going to be lowered. The bottom line is, so many people couldn't afford to do what we did, right? Like, but I do believe it was foolish to hire everybody back right away because what are you going to do in October, November, December, January when it's much slower than it has been in the years prior and you needed that PPP money? That's what I don't understand why people like, and I know some people that did it. They're like, all right, we're immediately going to hire everybody back or pay people from PPP. Why would you do that? These people have paid into unemployment their whole time they've been working. So let them use that. You know? Yeah, and I think that some people felt an extreme sense of responsibility to the people that work for them, and they want to be the ones that provide for them. They want to say, hey, we got this loan. We can now take care of you. But, think- but they're not taking care of you if you're closed in six months because you weren't able to stick it out. So it's better to make it, make it so that you could open eventually than to have them come back in may and then we're back to phase two now that like i just think look again i'm not blaming people i'm just saying you had to be that was very complicated the ppp was very complicated but now it's not so if you didn't spend it all or if you get the second one which i think you'll be able to apply for a second one use it correctly you know like there it is yeah um, and you know, like I'm very, very fortunate. I don't have a huge staff. My staff is taken care of. If one of them said to me, I'm going broke, I need help. I would have figured something out to take care of them. That is not, I definitely would have. Um, but the bottom line is, is $850 a week when you're locked in your house is not a bad amount of money. And those people paid into that fund. That's their money. That is not the government's money. You t- had taken out of your employee and I've paid unemployment for a long time. <laughs> so, you know, th- th- this, this myth that this is people taking advantage of it. No, they put that money in there. 
that's their money to use. It's not the government's money. So I, I, I think that they need to extend that at least for a few more months, whether it's 400 or 600 is debatable, whatever. Um, but you can't just let, I mean, 2 million people last week alone, new people filed for unemployment. So what are you going to tell them? Sorry, here's $250 a week. Try to live. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, that's an interesting perspective, Craig. I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the show today. I like that. I mean, because I, you know, I, I think that it's, I think it's been helpful to a lot of people. I think that this is a really stressful time for a lot of people who typically would be at work. They're hustling, they're doing their thing. And the government came to, came to the plate and offered people a good, you know, it wasn't as much as a lot of people were making. It was probably right around the same amount as a lot of people are making. And then there was, a, there, there is a group of people that are now making more on unemployment. And I say good for them. Like, I think that's good. I think it's good that people don't have to fear if you're on unemployment, you don't have to fear about how you're going to live right now. I mean, I, I think we well, well, something. Let's put this into perspective. Okay. If you took the full Tennessee unemployment plus the 600, that's $40,000 a year. That is not a lot of money. So if we're saying to people, well, you're making more than you did before. That's the real problem. That is yes. That is people should not be making less than $40,000 a year in a city that's as expensive as Nashville. That's, that's a problem. And then, you know, no, I know, but you know, but, but, but I mean, look, if the real problem is in, income inequality and wage wages haven't increased and, you know, to tell people that, well, you're not worth that money when Congress is handing out $85 billion to airlines is absolutely absurd. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And if you're a good Business owner, you take care of your people every way you can. Like, and that, that's true with a good person, period. Like, you know, you don't let your friends and your employees starve. Just don't let them starve. Like, just make sure that they can feed their families and pay their rent. It's not that difficult. <laughs> I mean, just don't be a jerk. <laughs> it's pretty that's, easy, right? It's like a, it sounds like a core value of a company. Online. Yep. Just don't be a jerk. It's pretty simple. Deal, you're awfully quiet over there. What are you doing? I'm thinking about what's the dealia <laughs> that was really good by the way when they called you that online dealio was that fox news that you're on yes fox news my first debut what dealio dealio i'm telling you the next podcast podcast is what's the dealio we could do it today uh, talk real quick while we're talking about um unemployment and people not working and holding it's a great segue to talk about foe and bow Foe and Bo is F-O-H and B-O-H dot com. And they are a new way to hire and be hired here in Nashville. This is a locally owned and operated company that is a, is a website that you can go on. You can create a profile. You can put in all of the different things that you like to have when you work, all the, the different uh, categories. And I want to work in this area. I don't like to work on this schedule, whatever it might be. Then employers can sign on and they can, look, if you want a bartender, you click bartender and you look at 150 different people that want to be bartenders and you can click on a button that says request interview. And it's just a unique way to hire people. If you do um, want to get back to work, you need to get back to work, go check out Foe and Bo right now, sign up, create a profile. And uh, if you're a restaurant and you would like to hire somebody right now, go sign up for Foe and Bo. It is free through the end of the month. 
So if you're on one of these hospitality sites, any kind of job board and you're posting blindly, hey, need somebody for this, go to Foambo and click the person that you want to hire and then request an interview. And um, I, think you, I think you'll find it to be really cool. No strings attached. You don't have to put a credit card in. If you're a restaurant, you need people. Check out foambo.com. That's F-O-H and B-O-H.com today. That free offer ends at the end of August. Um, let me add one more thing about unemployment because I, because I think this is really important. Go. Um, I've had several friends in the industry reach out to me looking for jobs in the last two weeks. And the bottom line is there are 15 million people in the service industry. There aren't a lot of jobs to be had right now. So these are, and these are people with experience. Eventually that's going to change. And then people will be able to get any job they want because there's going to be a lot of restaurants needing workers. But right now it's not like you can just pick and choose where you want to work right now. There's still a lot of places that are barely scraping by if they are open at all. So, you know, I've got dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of friends who are bartenders and servers and they're not working because their places aren't open. So when they try to pick up work somewhere else, they're making 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, I hope that F-O-H-B-O-H thing eventually gets going because I've always wondered about that, why there wasn't like a good restaurant sort of headhunter-y like job site thing, you know. And, you know, the cool thing about them, and I've kind of jumped on with them as a sponsor because I believe in what they're doing and we, I had the owners on the show. You know, they're, they're, they, live in, they live here in Nashville and they saw a need for the way that restaurants hire is unique in finding the right type of talent and the right type of people, you know, just putting a job on Indeed and getting a hundred resumes versus going through, it's almost like a dating site, I guess. I've never been on a dating site, but like you go in, you can actually look for the people <laughs> and you can create a profile video. You know, you can create like a 30 second profile video about yourself. And I thought that's so interesting. If it was me and I was a line cook, I would have like Andy Littles on the show and he said that he does, I've said this story a hundred times, I've, this has got to be getting old, but he, he has a ladder at Josephine and he puts a ladder at the end of the line and then he stands there and films his line while they're working, like during a busy night and he films them while they go and then he goes back and watches game tape with them like a football player and he goes, see when you move this way, if you move this way in the middle of that time, this would happen and I was like, that's so next level shit right there, like I love that you're like watching game tape with you. Like that's some serious, I want this to be perfect. I want it to look amazing. I think like, if I did a video, if I, my profile video would just be me watching game tape, It'd be a video of me watching game tape going, I'm going to get better. I'm going to be better. And it's like, yes, I want that guy. I want the guy who's watching game tape of himself on the line, getting better every day. I can't even imagine Delia. I'm sure I, I'm assuming that you know a lot more about dating sites than neither of us do. <laughs> only only in last year and a half or so yeah oh yeah that's true it hasn't been that long right more, it seems like that. longer than that <laughs> it sure does it seems like way seems longer, like longer than that. when you're on the bad bumble days yeah totally yeah no i can't even imagine like i cannot imagine meeting someone online like that try dating during a pandemic oh boy yeah that's yeah. How do you, you know, I thought, thought about this a lot. If you live in a city like New York or LA, Chicago, where you have like roommates that are potentially strangers and awful people, what did you do for the last four months? 
Or let's say you just started dating someone, okay? And you're like, you started sleeping at their house. Did that just stop? Well, I had a... I had a live-in boyfriend at the beginning of the pandemic. Right, and you realized, yeah. After six weeks quarantined with a new relationship. Right. Um, because, I mean, that, that'll that's kind of what I'm saying. Even the best relationship, much less a very, like, young rebound, essentially rebound relationship. Yes, yes. And so then, but then I'm like, oh, my gosh, how are these single people? How are people at home, like, alone all this time? So then I'm like, okay, I have to, like, get back out there i have to increase my circle so then i you know can see like i have like two girlfriends that i will see regularly and then you know i ended up responding to uh an email that i got last year from someone i didn't know was interested and then meeting but then you're meeting with masks on it's so interesting because you know you want to look cute but you're like you can't even put on all your makeup down here and then you're trying to like meet somebody for the first time walk through the restaurant you got your mask on it's that's a whole podcast of it well Yes. Well, there's two things out of it. First of all, it must be really hard to kick someone out during a pandemic. And second of all, you can have some janky ass teeth and with the mask, you can look pretty good, you know, because your eyes are great. So you can have terrible teeth and it would be great. It would be fine, you know. So get, get it going, you know. It's good. It's good for English people right now, I guess, because they all have such bad teeth. So. <laughs> You gotta hide the mask. Funny, I, I called my dentist before my appointment last week and I was like, wait, do I have to wear a mask through the appointment? I was like, Delia. Whoa. This, this, no. <laughs> that, that's a good blonde moment, by the way. I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> no. Yes. I'm surprised they haven't come up with something that just has like a straw hole. <laughs> you know would, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a little flap that you can put the straw through. I need one of those, for sure. I'd buy one of those, yeah. They make those. Oh, they do? They make masks with little straw holes. I haven't seen that. Well, can we get a Nashville restaurant radio um, mask with yeah. straw? Yeah. Guarantee you Cuervo has one. They, they, they would have brought them by your restaurant by now if you were there. Cuervo doesn't come to my restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> they know better than that. I've been there. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not unless they want me to use it to clean my floors. That's about <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But I, w- I would like one of those. I'll, if I'm going to look for one now because I, I, I dig that. I, that I would still not be cute on a date, but what? It would still not be cute on a date, but still easier to drink from. Yeah, totally. Huh. Interesting. All right. But this is a good opportunity to take a short break and hear from some of our other sponsors. Springer Mountain Farms is a family-owned business nestled in the hills of the Blue Ridge Mountains with over 50 years experience in raising chickens. We exercise great care in all that we do, and our dedication to providing our chickens with a quality life and healthy diet results in a healthier, more delicious chicken for you and your family to enjoy. Try Spring Mountain Farms Chicken today by locating a store or restaurant near you or ordering online at springmountainfarms.com. Nashville's own Pennington Distilling Company produces Davidson's Reserve Tennessee Whiskey. In fact, it's the first grain-to-glass Tennessee whiskey made in Nashville since Prohibition. They also distill Pickers Vodka, Walton's Vodka, and Whisper Creek Tennessee Sipping Cream. Pick up a bottle at your favorite package store today, or order a drink at your favorite restaurant. Visit them at PenningtonDistillingCo.com. Foambo is the newest way to hire and be hired in the hospitality industry in Nashville, Tennessee. So visit FOHandBOH.com for more details. And remember, it's free through August. So sign up now. Times are tough, 
But recovery doesn't have to be. Kurtz Hospitality Marketing is a full-service sales, marketing, and public relations agency dedicated to growing revenue for their clients. Contact them at 615-456-3953 or at www.kurtzhospitality.com. That's K-U-R-T-Z hospitality.com. All right, welcome back. We are so excited uh, to have each and every one of those sponsors. Uh, If you will go to our website, nationalrestaurantradio.com, visit the Sponsors tab. We have special offers from almost everybody for you. We... um, they're the people that are supporting our local restaurants, and uh, we ask for you to support them. One more sponsor who is the sponsor of our next segment, which is the local legend, is Mobile Fixture. Established in 1927, Mobile Fixture and Equipment Company has always prided itself in providing the very best products, services, and communications with its clients. Their focus is simple. They want to provide each and every client with everything they need to create the perfect meal. To achieve this, They have to learn everything there is to know about all parts of the food service industry, from storage and handling to prep to cooking and to serving the perfect meal. Their dedication to their clients always comes first. Always. These are the guys you need to call if you want to open a restaurant and you want to do it uh, here in Nashville. You need to call Mobile Fixture. Visit them at mobilefixture.com or again at our sponsors tab on our website. You can find them uh, get a hold of them. They will do a full consultation to help get you outfitted with the kitchen of your dreams. A local legend this week is going to be the Cafe at Thistle Farms. And we're going to talk with Courtney Soborowski. Uh, she is the director there and uh, tells us a little bit more about what they're doing. This week's local legend is the cafe at Thistle Farms, and I have with me today Courtney Soborowski, and you are the cafe director at the cafe at Thistle Farms. Welcome to being our local legend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk to you and learn a little bit more about what you do. Tell me about Thistle Farms and kind of just tell me about being a Thistle Farmer. Is that what you? Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, we say uh, you're a thistle farmer. So um, most people around Nashville uh, has probably heard of Thistle Farms. Um, we've been around a little over 20 years. Uh, we're um, a nonprofit organization uh, dedicated to helping heal, empower, and employ women survivors of addiction, prostitution, and trafficking. Um, and we do that by providing um, a safe and secure place to live, uh, meaningful employment, and a lifelong sisterhood. Um, uh, and a community of support. And so um, the cafe is uh, part of the meaningful employment part. Um, and that's where, uh, that's where I, I've, I've been uh, serving since uh, 2012. Wow. Okay, so you're, you're eight years into this. And yes. did you, when you started, tell me about the beginning of the cafe at Thistle Farms. Well, um, we, we have definitely come from very humble beginnings. Um, our founder, uh, Becca Stevens, um, she's a, a visionary, and uh, she had this vision of opening um, a place for us to, to welcome um, more survivors and more women and also just to welcome the general community to kind of open our doors to, to, to everyone um, to be part of our community. And so... Um, at the time, I was I was volunteering. I was helping to file papers, uh, helping with database <laughs> entry, just really simple stuff. And um, 
I remember she sat in a circle and said, I, I, I want to open a cafe and I have a huge passion for food and hospitality. It's just something I've been around since, um, since I was 14, my, both my parents, uh, my parents own restaurants growing up. And I said, I'd love to help, you know, I'd love to, to help get this started. And at the time I was 22 and, uh, she said, well, great. Um, you know, you can do it. <laughs> and just <laughs> kind of handed me the reins with, uh, just, this idea and said run with it and uh we already had um we already had the space and uh you know we we didn't have a lot of money and we just kind of used the community the community really came uh came and and helped us helped us do it uh everything from you know donating china and teacups to helping to lay the floor and, and paint the walls it was definitely a labor of love but um in doing so we kind of created this uh, customer base from the beginning, you know, people would come in and say, oh, I helped paint that wall or, you know, I, that's my grandma's teacup that we're drinking out of. And it was, it was really this beautiful, um, this beautiful, uh, endeavor for the whole community to come together and, and support, um, you know, support women getting a second chance at life. And, um, it's been a, a wild journey ever since, um, for sure. <laughs> wow. What a, what a cool story. I mean, just, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have restaurants and go eat there, support local. But, I mean, for you, what you guys are doing is uh, it's God's work. I mean, really working with women to give them the opportunity to, to get back on their feet and um, how the community came together to do that. I mean, that's just amazing. I bet... I, but that's pretty fulfilling every day to go to work and work with these amazing women, isn't it? It's uh, it's definitely a job that um, I I absolutely love um, with all of my heart. Um, it's it's like a family. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's words really can't even <laughs> can't even no, explain. I... Um, you know, I, I'm so incredibly close to the incredible women that I work with. They're, they're part of my family. And, um, you know, that's that's definitely a safe place for all of us. Well, awesome. So are you guys open right now and are you serving guests right now? Yes, we we are open. Um, we are open and so grateful to be open. The um, You know, with all the craziness that's going on, um, there's something about our space that just makes you feel safe. Um, you know, even, even during shutdown, we... Um, we were still coming in to work and we were actually making sandwiches for second harvest and, um, delivering them to communities, um, across Nashville, just to, to give us a chance to come together and still give back to the community when, you know, I think it, it was needed most. Um, and so we've, even though restaurants have been closed at certain times, we've continued to, to stay, I guess, together, um, in some capacity through all of it. Um, I know, uh, isolation can, can be really difficult for, um, for people who struggle with addiction. Um, mm-hmm. and so we've tried to maintain, uh, kind of that sense of closeness and community in spite of, um, the social distancing. Um, and that's, so that's been a really beautiful part of our community. And that's so important right now. I mean, I've been talking yes. about it for months that, that it's just so important for people to have a sense of community for people to talk to, especially in, I'm, I'm in the recovery community myself. So <clears throat> just being in that, um, 
having people to talk to it, it's it's been it's been huge so where are you located so we are located in west nashville off charlotte avenue um we are um right past the regions bank with the gold dome and right across the street from st Anne's school um right off charlotte we've got nice. parking plenty plenty of parking all right so okay. if you are off charlotte over there in west nashville kind of mm-hmm. close to the nations yeah. um Swing by and support the cafe at Thistle Farms. You're doing more than just eating lunch. Or are you guys open for dinner too? We're open for for breakfast and lunch. Um, and um, yeah, our breakfast is to me it's the best in town. Like there you it's, go. It's incredible. <laughs> so go support. Go say hi to Courtney and support the cafe at Thistle Farms over off Charlotte Pike in West Nashville. Do you have anything, uh, is there a social media following? How can people, do you have like specials you do on a regular basis that you might be posting somewhere? Anything like that, how people can follow you? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, we we are doing weekly specials. Uh, we're using whatever we can get at the farmer's market and creating really fresh, beautiful dishes. Um, and uh, we're, we're changing those up every week. Um, we also are the only place in Nashville that does a regular afternoon tea service. So if anyone is interested in doing the tiered display with, you know, traditional scones with clotted cream and jam, uh, and then we serve all of our, um, uh, uh fair trade organic tea out of, uh, donated, uh, China teacups, um, they're beautiful. So that's, that's something unique that, that we offer, um, you know, that most other places probably aren't doing in Nashville right now. I, I don't think so. I think that I think yeah. that's unique to yeah. you, and that is so cool. Yeah, well, it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining today. I'd love to talk to you more. Maybe we can do on another podcast. We can talk like a whole time about Cafe Thistle Farms and what you guys are doing over there and everything. But I just want to say thank you for being our local legend this week, brought to you by Mobile Fixture, and um, we will talk soon. Awesome. That sounds great. We're going to talk about one more sponsor here before we get into this next segment. It, it is Super Source. Super Source is a family-owned and locally operated dishwasher and chemical company. Uh, they offer no minimums and no contracts. So right now for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners, they're offering three months of free dishwasher rental. And uh, if you call Jason Ellis right now, he is on the ball. He's signing people up right and left. And he is amazing. We have, I've personally worked with him in the past couple of weeks. And the thorough nature of what he does, coming in, he'll do an audit. He'll identify if you're using the right products. He'll identify what machine you're using, how you're doing it. And uh, the guy's just absolutely amazing. And I highly recommend you check him out. Like I said, go to www.nashvillerestaurantradio.com and um, check out Supersource for the free three months of dishwasher machine rental. If anything, call the guy, have him come in your restaurant and just look at your dish machine and see what you're using. See if he can save you some money because he's averaging 20% savings right now. It's pretty amazing. Craig, who do you guys use over there for your dish machine? Autochlor. Autochlor. Working out well? Not right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's no dishes. Uh, Yeah, I mean, sure. Question about that. Yeah. So, you probably have a deal where you have a dish machine. I did a, I did a what's the dealia about this a couple weeks ago. You probably have a deal where you have a dish machine and then the chemicals are included with the monthly price, right? Yeah. So like you, yeah, it's a monthly, yeah, yeah. Full price right now? No. All of our companies have like linens stopped everything. 
The only thing that I'm still paying for, obviously electricity and the ice machine because I'm not giving it back. Um, but no, I, I have to say all the companies for the most part, trash removal, composts, we, we haven't really had to pay much of that, but you know, that's not really what I'm worried about. Call them and say, hey, we're closing. I'm not going to. Oh, sure. I had to let them know we were closing because I didn't want a stack of 5,000 linens on, you know, every week. But, but no, I mean, for the most part, everybody's been pretty cool about that. I, except, you know, the landlords haven't, but, but everybody else has. Who do you use for linen? Allsco. Allsco. I have to say, I have to say linen companies are notoriously terrible. Not- like all of them. Notoriously. Like there's a, there's a huge problem with all of them. And then you just kind of find the one where you can deal with the problems because they're terrible. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, I found that where these companies really get you is a in the contract, B in the replacement cost that the linen companies charge you. And then C when they, when they make you feel comfortable and you stop watching them, that's when yeah. it all goes south. You can't. I don't stop watching anybody, so that's not a problem. And here's the other thing I'll say. Those contracts are not valid. If you call and say you have to cancel this, I'm not paying or accepting, they don't stand up in court. So you just have to be a jerk. Those contracts don't. I never signed a contract. I was like, and the contract won't hold up anyway. So. Uh, what I would say is you, people don't realize you have the right. You can change the contract. When you, they ask you to sign a contract, you, you can read it and you can say, hey, I don't like this language. I'd like to change it to say this. And they'll change the language of a contract. So like one of the things with a linen contract is they'll say, you have to give us in writing 30 days to fix the problem or else you can't get out of the contract. If we fix the problem, then you can't get out of the contract. So if you say, I want you to fix the problem to my satisfaction, mm-hmm. then that's subjective and you can, you can, you can. That's exactly what I did. I said, you didn't live up to your contract goodbye and they bothered me for two weeks and then they left me alone and I switched companies. So, but, 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 but I'm very, I'm loud. I'm, I'm scary when I want to be, so they don't really bother me. And I look, the bottom line is for any company, whether it's linens or food or whatever, just do it right. And I will pay you. If you don't do it right, I'm not paying you. That's it. Very prominent soda company that one of uh, my clients switched to and it didn't work out. Every time, I'm not going to say names here, but you can figure it out. Um, when somebody would walk in and say, hi, I'd like a soda A. And we said, sorry, we don't have soda A, we have soda B. And they went, no, I'll have water. And you went, okay. Well, that's happened enough that I said, hey, look, we just want to move back to soda A because soda B, we're losing revenue on a regular basis and people don't like it. And it doesn't work with our mixed drinks. And it's just, we tried it. Thank you. Like we really, you know, we did our best to give it a shot. And they said, no, you signed a five-year contract. I said, I didn't sign a, the, gen, the old general manager signed a five-year contract. I said, well, okay, we understand that. And they gave him, and we gave you $2,000 as a signing bonus. I said, well, we're happy to pay that back, obviously. Uh, we'll pay you that money back, but what do we need to do? And they said, $28,000. They said, well, it's going to cost us for the next four years of your lost business is 28. Write us a check for $28,000. You can be out of the contract. And I went, you're going to tell a locally owned and operated restaurant a small restaurant here in Nashville that in the middle of a pandemic, they're losing revenue because they gave your company a shot. Somebody who's not the owner signed a contract and now you're telling them it's going to be $28,000 tough shit. You have to use my product. I'm like, wow, that's, that's not going to age well. 
Like that's not. You know what? You sh- you never should have switched to Fago in the first place, Brandon. <laughs> you should have just kept your RC cola and been happy with it and been fine. But Fago sucks, and so does the company. So yeah, that's agreed. <laughs> so long thing to say. Uh, Jason Ellis and SuperSource they have no contracts, so. You don't have to read any of that stuff. You just bring them in and they, they sell you the stuff and it's, it's fantastic. Call Jason Ellis. Check him out. Now it is time for <laughs> Delia Joe Ramsey to um, help us find out. What's the Delia? There you go. <laughs> Delia, what's up? All right. So today I was going to go a different direction, but then I was sitting on the beach Casually open my phone, look, look at Facebook, because I'm trying to keep up with what's going on in Nashville, like people posting stuff. And I immediately just got really upset. I was like, I'm going to like scrap what I had and switch it up. So today we're going to talk about what is Adelia with the city's first mask-related citation. Um, I clicked on this Tennessean article, and all I could think immediately when I read that was, what another public relations nightmare for the city of Nashville and its police force. Um, I just, as a human, I wanna call out wrong when I see it. And after we've sat here and talked about for weeks, there's tourists congregating carelessly on Broadway. People are crowded in the Midtown bars. Um, We've been calling out the party barges and the buses and the restaurants, the bars that aren't restaurants pretending to be restaurants. And somehow last night, they arrested a 61 year old homeless black man. Um, the, le- the man's last known address was the Nashville Rescue Mission. Um, he had masks in his, pos- in his possession, but so do all of the tourists and the bachelorettes. And after a second, ma- second warning, they arrested him and held him on $500 bond, which thankfully the Nashville Community Bail Fund will cover. Um, I'm just floored that the decision was made that that's going to be our, the face that we're going to put out there as our first city arrest for not wearing a mask because there's been blatant, blatant issues for weeks. Um, And so this man's public defender articulated what I wanted to say really well. So I wanted to read part of his statement because I thought it it spoke to a lot of what I was thinking when I I read this and was very upset. Um, So he said, for weeks, Nashville has been at the center of national attention, focused on the massive crowds on lower Broadway, highly popular to tourists. There has been continued outcry for enforcement of the mask public health order, despite blatant disregard from the bars, pedal taverns, party buses, wedding parties, and individuals who frequent the lower Broadway area. This past weekend, we watched as the Metro Public Health Director passed out masks to people who ignored him. We saw photos of Metro Nashville police officers posing for photos with tourists who removed their masks after the photo. We witnessed video footage of a house party last weekend featuring violations of the mask ordinance, prohibitions against large gatherings and a disregard for recommendations about social distancing. All of the individuals in these scenarios have one thing in common, their freedom. No one was arrested in any of these situations despite being warned, educated, and allowed to discard masks provided to them. The juxtaposition of how we police tourists and partygoers in Nashville with the treatment of poor and marginalized Nashvilleans is evidence of continued wealth and privilege disparities in the criminal legal system. I just, I think that that said it all. Yeah. And I think it also brings up a very, very, very good point, which people have tended to miss during this whole police brutality protest. 
there are plenty of idiots in the police department, just like there are plenty of idiots that go to Broadway. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's, it's that officer who I hope he's reprimanded is an idiot. He's an idiot or she, I don't know if it was a he or she, but it's just plain stupid. It's just, yeah. What, what, what can we possibly add to something so freaking stupid? <laughs> I, don't, I can't pay the fine. If we're looking for fines for mass, like, that's the wrong person to hit with one. Yeah, and, and it's too little too late. You know, how in the hell, I, I, first of all, I don't know all the information about okay. anything. So everything is just kind of speculative. I don't want to speak definitively. And I will say that this is an opinion. But why have we not been doing this for weeks? You know, if we're two months there, like, why have we not been? We, this has been a mask has been a mandate since it's been a mandate. I went downtown uh, several weeks ago and I was meeting with Layla Vartanian at Layla's and we were shooting a bad Yelp review. Right. And there was police officers outside. I was wearing a mask, but I started they were handing out literature and I said, are you guys ticking to people? She goes, no, we're not. We're never going to ticket people. That's not what we do. And I said, okay. And apparently the downtown police officers, their job is to be friendly. We want, like, they've been told, be friendly with the people down there. We want people to think that Nashville is friendly. We want the police officers to come across as friendly. So friendly that they're taking pictures with people without masks masks on. Like, that's a little overly friendly. And it's been told that it's like the knee-jerk reaction now that we've had this big Nash house party. And it's like now the mayor's like, oh, there's an outrage about this? Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should start giving out citations. So every police officer has been told on no uncertain terms, you give a warning and then you give a citation. And if they, if they resist, then you take them to jail. And it's like, Really, the, the first guy, the first guy is a homeless guy that you're going to pick out and take to jail because he's, he's the one, he's the one at the super spreader causing, causing all of this. That, that's, that's the decision making. And I don't know if I'm a police officer, if I'm in a situation where this guy, I don't know what this guy said to them. I don't know what caused him to get arrested. Typically, I mean, I don't know, but that's a bad choice. And why now? Why now is it just a go get him with vengeance? Like, can we not? Hey, let's give two warnings or let's, I know we need to do, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers. But well, a, a first of all, being a police officer right now is really difficult. Yeah. Like, and, and rightfully so. Right. But so you have that added to this. I also don't feel like, look, we haven't had anybody from the top that has said, don't be stupid, wear a mask since this started until like two weeks ago when Trump finally said, wear a mask. So I mean, this is, we lo- I agree with you. We lost an opportunity to be smart because we have a freaking moron who runs our country. So, you know, and look, no one will ever argue with, you pick the wrong person to make an example out of, and that's why I hope this guy gets punished or a girl gets punished. That's it. Because I agree, like, how could you possibly enforce a mask mandate that isn't legal with 15,000 people on Broadway? How are you going to do that? How did you single out the one person? I'm like, if you handed out 50, that'd be one thing. But I clicked on that headline. I was like, just what a, just what a marketing nightmare for the city. Like, and then what were you, what are you going to do during protests? Are you going to do the same thing during protests? Nope. Yeah. So that's the thing is that they're saying now they are now 
everybody is getting a ticket or you're going to jail. We just gave out one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see hundreds. Right. Yeah. It's way too late for that shit. It's way too late for that. We asked you to do that as restaurant owners and business owners months ago and you didn't do right. it. So And also we took the homeless guy into the jail, which is a current hotspot. So then when he gets out, where is he going back to the homeless shelter to spread it? <laughs> Ugh, God. Good, good idea, guys. Yeah. Mm. And if you, you know, I want to put myself in the, the shoes, like you just said, put myself in the shoes of a police officer. If you're a good police officer who's out there serving and protecting and doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, and they are there. And I certainly. Uh, Especially in Nashville. Nashville's got a very, very positive relationship with its community. Yeah. I, More but, so than a lot of places. But you, you know, if you're a police officer, what kind of orders are you getting? Yeah. Don't give out tickets. Go hardcore. Like, you're not setting them up for success in any way. Like, you're told to be friendly with people out there. Now go be a dick. My guess is that this incident didn't have much to do with the mask. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just really what it is. Well, Maybe well, more will come out, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, in times like these, the police are not going to risk because they're so under the microscope, that seems like the dumbest thing. Right. My God, like, you know what? Of all the people, just pick the stupid white chick. No one will blame you. Like, <laughs> right. I'll do it. Like, get me when I'm walking up through the gold. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me do it. It's fine. <laughs> it's funny because I'm tempted to yell at like a group of gaggle of, fuck, for, sorry, a gaggle of, you know, dum-dums who are huddled together in the gulch when I drive by and then I'm like yeah I don't want to be that person yeah you know to me think like I don't know the whole story like you'd do they like there's got to be some really compelling reason to arrest this guy I mean you've got to have you've got to be aware you've got to be cognizant if you're a police officer the optics of I'm going to arrest a homeless guy for not wearing a mask an African-American homeless guy like you've got to recognize that right like something had to go down. <laughs> right. Think. Again, we're assuming yeah. that there aren't idiots in the police force. There are plenty of idiots in the police force. But thank you to the ones who aren't. Yeah, like, absolutely. Thank you to absolutely. the ones who are at, at, you know. No, no question about it. Yeah. I'm not like, one of those. Guys in restaurants yeah. as well. So that's all of, it, of every Of any city I've ever lived in, this is the most positive relationship with the police in the community that I've ever seen. Seattle's was terrible, absolutely terrible. Mm. And that's a city with basically no racial diversity whatsoever. And it was terrible there. So I'm, yeah, we, we have, a, we have a, a few super high up regular police commanders at our restaurant who are, one of them is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. So, I mean, you know, like, and I've been to, in my dealings with the police here, um, in general, they're much, much nicer and much more, professional than in a lot of places i've lived so but that guy or girl who did that is an idiot so it's just tone deaf it's just again a tone deaf moment that i yeah 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 oh yeah. there hey we did it we did see that i told you we could have gone on for six hours it's just could have and i every episode i give our guest the floor and i let them i say hey take us out with whatever you want to say the floor is yours you're speaking to the city of Nashville. What, well, if you were to take us out today, what's your final thoughts, Craig Schoen? Oh, boy. Okay. 
My final thoughts are this. If you're going out right now to restaurants, be nice to the people. That's one thing. If the restaurant owners right now think that putting up a sign in a window or any of those things are going to prevent uh, coronavirus or people getting sick, no. Just be careful. And then I think third, eventually, all of us as restaurant owners and restaurant workers, if we don't get guidance like we haven't had guidance from the beginning, we all just have to ignore the stupid guidelines and open our restaurants at normal capacity and say, sorry, you failed us. Now we're doing what we need to do to survive. And I think that's sad that it's coming to that, but I, I really hope, you know, if cases start to go down some more and that, you know, because we can't operate at 50%. I'm not paying 50% rent. I'm not paying 50% on my bills. I'm not opening at 50%. I'm opening up when I can open up. And I think eventually I'm gonna be forced to have to just defy the guidelines. That's what I have to say. I mean, I have a lot more to say than that, but for, for now, that's what I have to say. I, I wish everybody who owns a restaurant can make it through this because there's a lot of good people in this town. And those of us who haven't opened at all, we were lucky to be able to do that. Very lucky to be able to do that. Um, but I thought it was very important to not put anyone at risk. My parents live here. I don't want any of my staff to get sick. I don't want to, you know, that's where I'm at. So just be nice to people that are open because they're, they don't have to be there, you know? Yeah. So that's all I got to say. Very cool. And kids go back to school this week and be nice to your teachers. You know, they're, do they go back to school here? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, Metro Davidson County is, uh, they're starting from school from like uh, remote learning. Oh yeah. I live in Williamson County and they do have schools. People are going back to school right now. Wow back in teaching or they're teaching remotely that if you're out there and you have kids that are going to school and something doesn't go perfect recognize that teachers are like anybody else they don't know the all the answers either they're winging it they're trying to figure it out too i think they all have the best intentions so if something doesn't go exactly the way that you want it to with little bobby and mikey sue then um mikey and bobby sue uh don't get on there and just send them nasty emails i mean let's work this thing out cooler heads will prevail and um thank you so much craig coming on the show delia you got anything you want to finish off with just i hope nothing happens this weekend because i don't want to talk about any more of this crap next week everybody be good be nice wear your masks yeah and order some peninsula dumplings peninsula nashville.com dumplings for my birthday yeah well you'll get them trust me <laughs> That sounded way weirder than it needed to be. <laughs> you stay pretty, Music City. Yep. I got it for you. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs>